Welcome to Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast with Dr. Megan Stanga. Join us as we deep dive into the most important health issues of our time. We'll discuss what's really at the root of chronic illness and answer the questions, why can't you get better? What's really wrong with you? And why can no one figure it out? Join Dr. Stanga as she shares the secrets of how she's helping her patients heal chronic illness and get their lives back. Hi, everybody. Dr. Stanga here. Thank you for listening to episode six of the Functional Medicine Unfiltered podcast. I'm titling this podcast, this episode today, The Road Less Traveled. And so it took me a while to actually sit down and record this episode because I was really just kind of procrastinating. And I was asking myself, I'm like, Megan, you need to, you need to record this podcast. Like, why are you procrastinating? And really, I think in the end, it's because I realized that with this podcast, I'm going to have to be more real than anything else I've recorded thus far and more vulnerable. And I think I was just like, not wanting to dig into that. But that same day that I was like telling myself, Megan, you need to record your podcast. I had a patient email me. And she said, Hi, Dr. Stenga. I listened to your podcast over the weekend. And all I have to say is keep going. Sometimes it is so hard to stand outside of the box and feel all alone. But you know, deep down, it's the right thing to do. People need to be educated. And when my physician's assistant recommended a cholesterol medication for my ongoing loose stools, because sometimes constipation can be a side effect of cholesterol medications, I knew there had to be something better out there. So thank you for being that something else. And so I responded to her and was like, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that today. And it just gave me the encouragement. Because the reason I've titled this podcast, The Road Less Traveled, is because kind of a consistent theme that I keep hearing from patients is that they get discouraged and really have a hard time sometimes with communicating to people what they're doing. And what I mean by that is that when you're taking an alternative approach, really with anything, but I think especially with healthcare, you're going to be met with a certain level of resistance. And so I want to dive into why that is. Why are people so resistant to something different? Why are people so resistant from doing things that might be a little outside of the box? And so as I was talking to somebody, she was like, just telling me like, I try to, you know, I've tried to explain to people what it is I'm doing, but they just think I'm kind of crazy. They just look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, try being me, right? You're just the the patient going to see the crazy doctor. Like I'm the crazy doctor. <laughs> like, Trust me. I know it. I know what you're going through, what you are referring to and what you're talking about. I can't tell you how often I meet somebody for the first time. Like, what do you do? And, you know, for many years, it's just, well, I'm a chiropractor. And even that, right, you kind of get the side eye look like, oh, okay, you're a chiropractor. But then, you know, as I started progressing into my career, right, and and transitioned into functional medicine. I'm like, well, I'm a chiropractor that practices functional medicine. And then it's like, even more of the side eye, like what? Alternative medicine? Like what kind of quackery is this? But what I will say is that really in the last year and a half, yeah, I would say the last year and a half, I can't tell you how many people now when I say, oh, I'm a functional medicine doctor, they don't say, what is that? Or that sounds weird. They actually say, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a functional medicine doctor. And literally, like just yesterday, I was 
talk, met somebody for the first time. And I, it's a consistent thing actually that I'm now hearing in the last year and a half to two years is, oh my gosh, I've been looking for a functional medicine doctor. So the good news is the tide is turning. And again, I've already talked about that in my episode one podcast, that it's been pretty clear to me that in the last two years, there has been a major shift happening. And so for that, I'm extremely happy to see there's still more to be done. And so when we really dig into why would somebody be so resistant, right, to somebody doing something different, really in the end, what it boils down to is fear, right? We fear the unknown. And when we can't relate to it, it feels threatening to us. And so it's really this thought process of when somebody is doing, saying, or asking something that's different, maybe they're asking a question that's never been asked before, then instantly in people, it can trigger reactions, physical reactions. I mean, I've literally been talking to people where I'm like, oh, I take a different approach to healthcare with my kids. And I might mention what, what that approach is. And then instantly, like I see a f- literally physical reaction where they almost like jerk and like have a physical, they're so triggered that you can physically see it. And it's really this concept of like, when you are presented with, with information that is very contradicting to information that you have firmly believed to be true most of your life and you've operated in the sense that it is true, then it can feel very uncomfortable, right? In fact, we call this cognitive dissonance. And this is, in the end, really what's at the root of reactions like that, which is why over time, I don't, I've don't. i learned not to take it personally anymore. I understand why it's happening. But what I hope is that more people will start to learn that Asking questions is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. And so often I think that people will, they will use science as like a cop out. They'll say, well, I don't know, you know, I just, the science says, and so I just follow what the science says. <laughs> and like, you do realize that the whole concept of science is based on asking questions. The whole core of science is that science is never settled. That's science, right? It's asking a question. It's forming a hypothesis. It's testing the hypothesis. It's confirming it and reconfirming it and then asking more questions. That's science. Science isn't math, right? Math is settled. Two plus two is four. And every time, two plus two is going to be four. And we don't have to question that because math is settled. But science... That's never settled. Science is asking questions. And so when we get to a place where we're like totally opposed to somebody asking a question that's maybe outside of the box, listen, this is how we learn things. One of my favorite quotes is, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. People change in the world aren't the ones saying, well, this is what, you know, the science said this. So this is just what I keep doing, even though it's not really producing a great result. I just keep doing it. Well, if we operate in that way, we're never going to push forward. And so maybe it's not a bad idea to ask questions. And so to me, science is like this ever-changing tool that helps me to ask better, more informed questions, right? I take the information and while I consider it and I understand that this is where we're at right now based on what we've learned, but I also know that we still can ask questions, right? Because we can still, we can still always learn. 
And so very often with health-related issues, especially, it can just trigger. Because if you think about it, like if I was to tell you, I have a very alternative approach to gardening, you know, and I have a very strange, weird alternative approach. Nobody's going to be triggered by that. Nobody's going to be threatened by that. It's not going to trigger a sense of fear. You're going to be like, oh, tell me about the strange gardening approach you have. But when you say, hmm, I have an alternative approach to healthcare, well, this triggers massive amounts of fear in people. And instantly people can become offended and closed minded. And again, we want to keep an open mind about things. You also want to consider like, listen, at the end of the day, I can understand. So if we go back to the gardening scenario, right? If you have, right, if your weird approach is producing this amazing garden and you've got the best one on the block and the best one in the neighborhood and the best one in San Antonio, I'm probably not going to question it because it appears you've nailed something down and you're doing a great job. But if you're not getting a good result, then that's probably a good time to start questioning things, right? Questioning things like, you know, when we look at the state of children's health right now, this generation of kids is sicker than they've ever been. We have more autoimmunity, more cancer, more more rare diagnoses that we've never seen before than ever before. You know, when I think back to my childhood, I didn't have tables for peanut allergies. I didn't know kids with autism or pandas or pans. I mean, and yet these are really becoming mainstream things now. We see it all the time. So in a situation where we're actually not really getting a good result, that's a great place to start asking questions. Why is that? Why are kids sicker today than ever before? Why do we have more of these things? When did it shift? When did it change? What happened around that time? These are smart questions to ask, right? So especially when we're in a situation where we're not getting a good result, then asking questions is definitely what makes sense to do. And and we wouldn't want to be like, well, I don't know. I just do what everybody else does because it's just what my pediatrician says. It's like, that would make sense, right? If we were number one in healthcare with our kids, right? And our kids were healthier than ever before than any time in history, but that's not where we're at right now. This is a place where questioning really makes sense. So what I can also say with certainty is that the reason that I get the results that I get in my practice with patients is strictly because I have asked the questions that other people haven't asked. Now, to be clear, I think this is a good time to say this and to talk about this. I am not saying or claiming that I have a 100% success rate with patients, right? I don't think any doctor could do that, can say that, because when you're dealing with health, it's very complex. However, what I can say is that it's very high, that even with taking on complex patient cases, I consistently can get reproducible results with people in symptoms and conditions that certainly I never was able to achieve before recent years doing what I do currently and pretty confident that other people aren't doing it. I would definitely hold my success rate up to any doctor, whether it be functional medicine or conventional in terms of the results that I'm able to produce in a patient. I feel confident of that because I do it over and over again and I know why I do it and know how I do it and it's reproducible. And the reason I'm able to do it is because I've asked questions. I didn't just accept traditional status quo, this is what we do. A good example of this is so within functional medicine, a condition that you could oftentimes see and treat would be mold toxicity. In any sort of a functional medicine approach training, you're going to learn 
when you're seeing a mold patient, you do mold testing and then you're going to treat this patient in a way like essentially it's like you're detoxing them of, of mold. You're trying to do that. You're, you're boosting their glutathione levels either with glutathione in different forms or versions or maybe even the precursors to glutathione. You're u- utilizing binders to try to bind the fungal pathogens and the biotoxins to get them out of the body. And then you're supporting other detox pathways, the liver, supporting the endocrine system. You're supporting the body to hopefully eliminate, right, the the mold toxicity. And this is definitely the approach that I took early in functional medicine. And what I can say is that while people improved, I would definitely say they improved doing this, they certainly didn't get 100% improvement, like really not even close. They felt better, but definitely not like back to normal better. And oftentimes, many of these patients had already tried all of these things, right, before coming in to see me. And then I'm just, you know, maybe tweaking it a little because they'd already tried it. And so, again, in a situation where you're not getting a good result, then this is when it's appropriate time to ask some questions, right? So I'm like, okay, there's going to be more to the story than this. I've been trained that when this condition comes through, these are the things that I do and I'm doing those things and they're improving. But clearly, there's more to the story than this. And when I really started looking at it, and especially as I was treating more Lyme patients, I started to realize that mold symptoms are the exact same as Lyme symptoms, literally the same. And so I started thinking, well, really, if you think about it, rather than mold being viewed as a root cause, really... What makes more sense is that mold was a triggering event to immune dysregulation. And then possibly what could be happening here is that you have these patients, right, who are maybe their immune system is already a bit compromised. And then they move into this moldy situation. And being under that environmental stressor weakens the immune system and causes a reactivation of infections, specifically Lyme. And then that's actually what they're experiencing and feeling. Because when you think about things that honestly never made sense to me, I could never explain. How come when a family has moved into a moldy house, there's only one or maybe two people that get sick? What about the other ones? They're living in the same moldy house, right? And if it's this, if we're basing it on a toxic exposure thing, then wouldn't everyone be sick with mold toxicity symptoms? So it doesn't even really explain. So why would it be this just this one person? And In the end, if that one person was going in already immunocompromised, already having maybe signs that there were things not right, and then the mold, the moldy house was just what sent them over the edge into immune dysfunction. Just like with me, right? In previous podcasts, I talked about how my pregnancy was my triggering event to reactivated Epstein-Barr. But certainly not every person who gets pregnant has reactivated Epstein-Barr, but in a situation like mine, I was going in immunocompromised and then it was the trigger that sent me over the edge. So I kind of started hypothesizing this, that this is what actually makes sense. Or maybe two people in the same house, right? One person has all of these symptoms that really line up with Lyme, but then the other one, maybe the child, that the moldy house actually triggered pandas, right? Which is a strep infection. And so what would make sense is that the mold was an environmental stressor that triggered reactivated infections. And we're just calling it mold toxicity, even though really mold was the trigger, not the root cause. So I started thinking, this is really what makes the most sense. And so then I started with these mold patients. I started inquiring about their health history. 
testing him for these things. And then I would confirm that actually, yes, this is what it is. And I would treat it for them. And they would get completely better. Like not just, oh, my, I feel a little better. My symptoms improved. But literally 90, 95%, 100% symptoms gone. And then I did it with another patient and another patient. And over and over and over, I started to realize that the mold patient, it was never about the mold at all. The mold patient is a Lyme patient. And I can't tell you how many people every week call and say, I moved into a moldy house. I have all of these symptoms. I have mold toxicity and I need Dr. Stanga to run me a mold test and then fix my mold. <laughs> and so I always tell those people, I'm like, listen, I can do that if you want me to do. I can test you for mold and, and treat you for mold or I can get you better. Which would you prefer? And they look at me like, what do you mean? They're like, well, I want you to get me better. And I'm like, okay, well, then getting you better actually has nothing to do with treating or fixing the mold issue. It has to do with fixing your immune system and addressing the chronic infections. And so after I explain it to them, they're like, oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. But initially, again, I can't tell you how many people because it is the standard approach. I need a mold test and then I need you to treat me for mold. And that's not going to get the person better the way that addressing the root causes, because the mold has never been the root cause. It's a triggering event. How did I figure that out? I asked questions. I was in a situation where I wasn't getting the results that I felt I should be. And so I dug and I asked questions and then I formed a hypothesis and then I tested that hypothesis and then it worked and then it worked over and over and over again. And now I feel pretty confident when a mold patient comes in, I know exactly how to help them. That doesn't mean I stop asking questions because I still ask questions. Ever so often, the same situation will present and maybe the person improves, but doesn't improve all the way. And so then do I just throw my hands up and say, sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I ask more questions and I think maybe there's a co-infection of Lyme that we didn't treat. And just recently that happened and I treated another co-infection and she's progressing in the right direction again. Science is never settled. Science is based on asking questions. And when we get to a frame of mind of we just stop asking questions because somebody said somewhere that this is just how it is because this is how it is. And especially when that thing is actually not even producing a great result anyway, and we're just not going to question it. We need to change that. <laughs> we need to get back into a situation where when people ask questions, we encourage it. We don't shame them or make them feel weird, right? That asking questions is actually a very healthy and good thing. So in the end, my purpose of this podcast is really a plea for open-mindedness, right? It's a plea for being open to something that's different than what you've considered before. The road less traveled is a great road to go down. And oftentimes you experience things that nobody else will ever experience because they're too fearful to even venture down that road. I know looking at my life, I tend to kind of always take that road, tend to kind of always veer towards the road less traveled. For my children, I actually did home births with them. And again, I would throw that in the road less traveled category. That's not what is the mainstream approach, but I'm so thankful I did it. You know, I did the mainstream approach with my first child. And then the, the following two children was this truly amazing, very different experience. And I'm so thankful that I did it because there is so much beauty on the other side of pain that pain has a purpose. And 
I know that I changed with each of my home births and it pushed me to places emotionally and spiritually that I'd never gone before. And I can definitely say that I came out of both of those experiences a totally different person. And I'm thankful that I that I chose the road less traveled because I would have never experienced the beauty on the other side of it. And so I hope that people will stop being so quick to judge, right? To judge a different approach, a different thought process, maybe something that is not quite mainstream and just be open to hearing the information, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. And the reality is that there are really great things happening on the road less traveled. So I thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. I am excited on on episode seven to bring you another patient testimonial experience. She has a really unique experience and I think that you'll really enjoy what she has to say. So make sure to join me for episode seven as well. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Functional Medicine Unfiltered Podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform so we can continue helping you thrive. For information on how Dr. Stanga can help you with your own health issues, please visit us at www.drstanga.com to learn more.